Instead of a cold open this time, we are just going to insert a uh, previously on my podcast knows what you read in the dark here recap of Lightlark because this is you guessed it the Nightbane episode. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Our narrator is a wildling. Her name is Isla. I'm sorry, you have to say her whole name. Because it's bad. <laughs> I think it's Isla Crown. Oh, yeah, it is Isla Crown. You're right, you're right. Shut the fuck up. So yeah. bad. And then we have Grimshaw. Let's not and say we did. Who <laughs> is the ruler of Nightshade. Fun little fact that I realized after I finished this, Grim does not call Isla by her real name even once in this entire book. He only Shut uses a up. nickname. I swear to God, he only uses a nickname. So Isla arrives to Lightlark because it's the centennial. So every hundred years, the rulers of the realm come together and they try to solve the prophecy for a hundred days. Oro and Isla find the heart of Lightlark. And y'all, this broke me. It's an egg, y'all. <laughs> so the heart of Lightlark is an egg. <laughs> it's an egg. And, and nothing hatches out of it. It's a fucking egg yolk. Egg. Yeah, it's an egg yolk. Egg. <laughs> the rulers of Lightlark used this egg yolk to lay the curse. Yeah, you've said it multiple times and we still don't understand how. I I don't uh, trust me, I'm telling you, I'm telling you all the information I have. I can't give you any more because I don't have any more. <laughs> did a chicken lay the egg? I don't know, maybe. Isla finally figures out that the original offense that must be committed again is killing your best friend in cold blood. So Okay. Isla kills Celeste, her best friend, and then it causes her realm to die. Isla realizes that she loves Oro, which means Grimm is obviously pissed because they have history and he's in love with her. Is her. he not her dad? <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. I thought he was her dad. I think he's like her cousin, kind of. Gross. I don't know. <laughs> Isla has something that she calls a star stick. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to My Podcast Knows What You Read in the Dark, a book club podcast made by chaotic people for chaotic people. I'm Caitlin. I'm Lady. I'm B. And I'm Kristen. And we are four friends here to torture Kristen and make her read books she doesn't want to read because today we're talking about Nightbane. And by we, I mean Kristen. Happy birthday! <laughs> Happy 32nd birthday to me. I got yeah. to read Nightbane. Yep. Um, so I could dilly-dally, I'm not going to, I have not enough time. So, huh, here we go. Nightbane. Light Lark, the star stick strikes back. Too light, too lark. Whatever oh, you want to call light, it. Too light, too lark! <laughs> <laughs> I've read it. I have a lot to say about it. We have a full hour of, like, edited time, so we'll just jump right in. I, I just want to, like, we have intentionally, I intentionally have not even looked up the synopsis of nope, this book. I have no like, idea. I'm trying to keep as much radio that silence about it. even better because... Yeah, I, like, it had a blue cover or something? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that makes it better because <laughs> whenever we talked about Lightlark, I didn't realize that Caitlin and Lady knew about the egg thing. And so yeah. I got kind of disappointed whenever I found out they already knew because that was, like, a big thing for me so you guys having no idea is gonna make this ten thousand no times fucking better true. And anything about this book i know nothing <laughs> the okay. most virgin I just ears people are mad about it i okay i just like <laughs> we gotta go we gotta go okay um just a huge disclaimer right here at the beginning that there's gonna be gigantic spoilers for both Lightlark and nightbane so if honestly some, don't read it anyway i'll say if for some reason you're wanting to read these you might want to wait but you can love yourself and just listen to the recap and not read it at all <laughs> um also before we begin i have a fun game that i want to play with you it's a long play um i want to know what your predictions are for this book and then at the end we're gonna see if you're right all all I remember, like, at one point you brought up a quote on the book club, and that's literally the only interaction I've had with this book, where you mentioned, like, something about a love interest, and for me, I, I combined the two incestuous uncle-grandfather situations into one, and you had to remind me that there were there two, two of them. There are, there are two, two, unfortunately, yes. I don't My even remember the first book, like... <laughs> All right, go My prediction go. is that Isla has one of their babies. Okay. Oh god, lady. Uh, I actually know that the Grimm's Coleslaw fans are really pissed about this book. Ugh. So 
I kind of know that he's probably not endgame at this point. I need a prediction. I need an actual prediction, though. Yeah, I need something solid here. Wait, can you... What the last book ended, we had, like, the egg was so the, the last, metaphor so the last for life ended. or something. Yeah, so the... Um, and I'm going to talk about a recap in just a minute um, for people that don't remember, because if this book didn't consume your life last year, like mine, um, then you may not remember. But yeah, so the book ended with uh, Isla finding the heart, aka the egg yolk in the sky. Um, and then... Uh, she ends up falling in love with uh, both of her uncles, and then she chooses <laughs> one of them, who is the Sunling. And the Resan Jr. fucks off somewhere, and uh, that's when the book ends. So I hope the Moon Aunt kills everyone. She's dead. Yeah, she's, she's dead. dead. She's dead. Yeah, she died. She's dead. She died. Isla killed her. Isla oh, killed her. That's shit. how she broke the curse. Let yeah. me do the fucking recap. I remember. Please. <laughs> <laughs> clearly not prepared. Um, it's okay. Like I said, I had planned on a recap and I'll still go through it, but okay. that's like I, have a prediction. I hope she resurrects okay. plants versus zombie style and then <laughs> and kills everyone. Okay, lady. I think Isla's going to get powers from all of the different regions. Uh, oh, of course so she gotta, is. You know that's got to be it, yeah. Well, in theory, she already does, remember? Because... Yeah, no, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah she, when, when she fell in love with Oro and he loved her back, she gained all the powers of the realms. That was, oh, that was right. why... That was why Celeste was taking from her with that bondmaker thing, was that because she had all the powers. So Okay, I know another one. Answer. Another one. I hope the star stick is like the Thanos arm and it <laughs> kills everyone. <laughs> she has to go on a quest to find different items because she's the chosen one. I don't of know. Of course. Okay. That's, that's a good one. I, I don't like really it. think this author even knows about like the Joseph Campbell like hero characteristics. Anyway. We could argue. But okay. These were great. I can't wait to see if they come true or not. Anyway, on to the review finally. In case you forgot or you didn't care to remember, Lightlark followed Isla Crown, a, an inconveniently pretty wildling ruler who travels to Lightlark for the 500th centennial. Every 100 years, all of the different rulers work together to try and break a curse that's been plaguing all of the people of Lightlark. Each of the curses affect people differently depending on what they are, so i.e. Skyling, Wildling, Sunling, etc., um, Isla ends up pulling a Bella Swan by falling in love with two awful dudes at the same time while also discovering that she has powers when she's believed her entire life that she was actually powerless. We get to the end. Isla chooses her uncle to fuck instead of Rhysand Jr. The curses are broken because Isla found an egg in the sky and we live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jr. who is also her uncle. Yes. Or grandfather? No, no. I think it's, it's a, like uncle. I thought he was her, her dad and whenever we first recorded yeah, the Lightlark episode. It's, it's uncle. Um, it's, it's uncle. The, the lines something. are really blurry here. Ugh, okay, so. Shudders. <laughs> the two biggest things that I want to mention right here before we really get into things that, in case you forgot, which B probably did, I Caitlin probably remembers everything. <laughs> Grimshaw, a.k.a. Recent Jr., who I just mentioned, took Isla's memories from her before the yep. centennial began. Grim, yeah. cl Grim claims that they had met before, even been in love before, but he took all of her memories because he believed the original offense, which had to be committed again to unlock the curse, was a wildling falling in love with a sunling ruler. So in order for that to happen, Isla was going to have to forget about Grim and that she knew him and loved him before the centennial began. So remember this, it does come up later. The second thing is that near the end of Lightlark, Isla actually gets shot in the chest with an arrow and she believes that she's died. I never brought this up because it felt like a loose end that was just never going to get tied up. <laughs> and she's just bleeding out for the 12 months between these two books. Basically, um, so Isla, Isla has, she believes that she didn't die because the, she had the heart of White Lark. And she believes that it saved her because I am quoting she from the book. She made an omelet. I, I I'm gonna say, gonna, wait, 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 the egg, <laughs> the yolk, I'm, something. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to quote from the book here. She believes it saved her because its energy had been enough to keep her alive for the moments it had taken to heal her. 
Okay. What does that mean? Dirt. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Again, I didn't bring this up because I figured it was a loose end that would never get tied up. But Alex Astor shocked me in Nightbane, and she did clear it up. So I will give her credit where credit is due. But as I said, keep these two things in mind. As we go, they will come up. They're not human, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Oh, they are human? Yeah, as far as I know. Humans I mean, don't like work like that. Human beings. They're like magically <sighs> augmented humans. You cannot apply logic to this. We discussed right. this during Light Lark. I know. I'm sorry. This is why I like blocked it out, because I knew it would just like make my brain glitch if I kept thinking about it. Honestly, I respect that she kept them humans and not like, they're fey, but actually there's nothing about them that's fey. Yeah. Right. Yeah, at least she didn't do that. Yeah, I can respect that. For now. For now. For now. That's We haven't even got started, so... Um, so, okay, all of that brings us to Nightbane. The book opens with Isla trying to open a vault in the place of mirrors, and it's been closed since the curses were laid. Um, the door ends up rejecting her and kind of shoots her across the floor like a ragdoll. <laughs> and I guess the head trauma makes her have a vision. That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it shows her Grim destroying all of Lightlark, and there's like piles of burned up bodies everywhere. Um, and then she comes to remember this. It will come up again. My com- my thought was good. Yeah, <laughs> it will come up again. It's very important. I promise. Um, so anyway, Oro and Isla um, are talking about how they could get the vault open and her vision of Grimm that destroys the entire realm. While also her kind of having feelings for Grimm while she loves Oro. Um, I'm feeling like I'm at an Alabama family reunion at this point. Like. Oh, which uncle? Like, which uncle do I want to fuck? Yeah, it's really, really bad. Yeah, she has to know how bad it is, right? I would think. Which she she do you mean? (laughs) Alex Astor has to know. Yeah, that's. (laughs) I mean, I would like to think that she does, but I don't. You know, I I hope. I hope so. Yeah, I don't. It concerns me about her personal life if she doesn't. Yeah, me too. Honestly. So after this point, we get. The wildest retcon of a plot point that I have ever seen. Oh, fuck yeah. So if you (laughs) recall from Lightlark, if a ruler dies, their entire realm dies with them. Right. This This was very clearly laid out in Lightlark. So going by this world building rule, and Caitlin reminded us, we have to assume that all of the starlings died because Isla killed Aurora, aka Celeste, at the end of Lightlark. Everyone remembers this, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, but yes. (laughs) However, Isla monologues that, I'm quoting from the book here, she had used an ancient relic called the Bondmaker to steal all of the Starling's power. The action serves as a loophole to fulfill the part of the prophecy that stated a ruler had to die to break the curses. A ruler's power functioned as the life force of their people. All starlings would have died along with Aurora if Isla hadn't stolen the power. This sounds like she put it into chat GPT to, like, make it make sense. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. What the fuck? She clearly just didn't want to write about the starlings dying, so she wrote in her own loophole to get around it. But it doesn't even... But it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's... Whenever I read this, I got so angry. Because, like I said, it was clearly just her being a lazy writer. She wrote herself into a corner by making it so our realm was going to have to die. And she thought, huh, I'll just write in a loophole about it. And then she didn't have to write it anymore. Pisses me off. Um, And just another kind of small thing while I'm riled up here... In this same scene, this is directly after Isla gets thrown around by the force of the vault that refuses to open and having her stupid vision that knocked her head around and like gave her a nosebleed and all this stuff. Tell me why she's laying in her bed in their own personal bedroom and both of them have crowns on. (laughs) Why? Isla even says that she has a nightgown on. What? is it molded to her head? Does she wear I'm, it all the time? I mean, I'm, I'm under the assumption because, like, it'll come up in these random points that, like, you're like, why does she have a crown on? Why are you remarking It feels like on they're it? so full of themselves. Yeah, and why right. do you have to remark on it? That's the thing. Right. Why is the author taking a word, words out of the word count to remark on this? Right. It, it doesn't matter. Like, 
Oro and Isla are having like this serious conversation about like what they're going to do about like when Grimm eventually comes back and he's pissed as fuck that and they kiss got- and their crowns get to- stuck together like pubescent braces. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Please. (laughs) It's just so stupid and it makes me so angry. It's not the only time that the descriptions for outfits are like so fucking stupid. And we've talked about this before, but like... The fan fiction of it all. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really give a fuck what your character has on unless it's important to the story. It's very like aesthetics before plot and character, which is literally what Light Lark is. Yeah. Right. It's just a Pinterest board made into a book. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe that's why the names are so literal, because those are just the search terms on Pinterest. Yeah, it's the search <laughs> terms she fucking use. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, the one thing I do know about this book is, is she's a little bitch, and she copped out because so many people gave her shit about calling it a star stick, that it's what now, Kristen? It's called a portaling device. Yeah. <laughs> she changed yeah, she, the name. That's worse. Like most of the time she calls it the Portland device. I think there was a few times where she did say Starstick, but she clearly got bullied to shit about it and she yeah. stopped bringing it up. Boo, commit. Boo. Yeah, you have to com- commit, commit to, to the, the fucking bit. bit. Like you picked a stupid ass name, you have to stick with it. I mean, every piece of evidence I've seen from TikTok clips or whatever of this author does not strike me as someone who has a strong like moral upstanding or like any kind of fortitude. Like oh, any no. kind of character fortitude. No. Oh, no. Just to kind of go back to the outfit thing, at one point Isla says that she wants to look like a sword, more blood than blade. I don't know what the fuck that means. That, like that's not how... Daddy. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at one point she says that she has a dress that has sleeves that go all the way down to the floor. That sounds so inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? like, what if you need to use your hands? I don't know. It's fucking stupid. Okay, anyway, we gotta move forward. So, after this scene, we go to a scene where all the rulers are having a dinner to commemorate the curses being over, when someone mentions that there are rebels afoot, as the people of Lightlark are super fucking pissed that it took 500 years to break the curses, which, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, Good for them. It's a little crazy, but it also doesn't make any sense in the context of this story because the people of Lightlark know that if they kill a ruler, it would eliminate the entire realm. Yeah, and why would they rebel after the curse has been lifted, not before? Right, it doesn't make any sense. If if they rebel and they kill a ruler, they'll eliminate their own kind. Yeah, it's not like like the rulers knew the whole time and didn't do anything. They weren't hiding the... God, this is so stupid already. And it... Oh, it gets... You don't even know the half No, but see, you were saying that I was like, this was written by an author who has not worked a minimum wage job, like, (laughs) or Um, knows what a general strike is, or like... And it's so clear in the things that she writes in here. Um, And honestly, this whole plot point um, just kind of made me feel like she was trying to align her book with The Hunger Games again. Um, (sighs) And she needed something to move the plot forward, but even though the issue with the rebels comes up twice. Um, So I don't know what the point of it was. And then during the same dinner, one of the members of Starling says, you know, hey, Aurora has died. We need a ruler. And they look to Isla. Oh, my fucking God. I should have guessed that. For what? Well, despite the fact that Isla's own realm is in complete fucking ruin. They talk about it at the beginning of this book. And someone at the dinner even makes the comment that Isla is a lousy ruler. But guess what? She gets the role anyway because she's the protagonist. Oh my god, I should have guessed that. <sighs> I'm so Gross. mad at myself now. Yeah, I, I I, could not I could not believe it. So um, anyway, we're moving forward. Isla starts having new moon style visions of Grimm following her cool, around everywhere. Great. It's Excellent. honestly fucking hilarious. Uh, Isla gets abducted by the rebels at one point. She also starts training um, since she doesn't know how to use her powers. Um, and her and Oro go to this ancient being. His name is Remlar. Um, and he like unlocks her powers for her because you may not remember. But in the last book, like Aurora told her that if you're a nightshade, like it'll cloak your other powers. Yeah. Um, so like he unlocks that. Um, I have a voice memo that I kind of want to play because it explains it a little bit better than me. So I just realized something. I'm like 20% through. And Isla just got her powers back. But like whenever, uh, I think his name was Rimlar. Whenever he like gave her her powers back, she kind of lost control. 
And so, like, when she slammed her hands on the ground, from, like, one side, all of her nightshade powers came out. And on the other side, her wildling powers. But she's supposed to have sunling and starling powers because she's in love with Oro and he loves her back. So she gets sunling powers and she killed the starling ruler and is now a starling. Like she has their powers. So why the fuck is she only demonstrating two sets of powers when she should in theory have four? I the, I need the answer. And right, right now... She is training, like, to get control of her power. And she's only training one. She's only training her wildling ones. Bitch! <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, this whole thing with her powers doesn't make a whole lot of sense in context, like, at all. Because, like, she's supposed to have the powers of all the realms. But she... I think Alex Astor just forgets that she doesn't have all the power. That she has them all. Because... It's like sometimes she'll write that she uses one of her abilities, but then other times, like, she doesn't even mention it. And, like, I'm left to believe that she just doesn't fucking remember when she's writing. It's like she has, like, these little brain melts and can't remember things. The the really, like, really unfortunate part of all of this is the Rebel storyline doesn't make any sense, but it would have made sense if Starling had died, but there were, like, maybe people that survived, and they were putting together a rebellion of, like, look at what they've done to us. Like, that would make sense. But instead, she decided right. to retcon that, oh, this realm's still alive because Isla has all the power, so it's fine. And the Rebels are rebelling for a completely stupid and unrelated reason to all of this. It's right. just, like, you are connecting dots that are one's in fucking Timbuktu and the other one's in Antarctica when you could just, like, you don't have to. There are dots on the same continent, my darling. Yeah, if you had actually, like, thought out yeah. about your world and, like, yeah. how it should function. But right. you didn't. It's, I think that in a lot of ways, like, and I we talk about this sometimes with Sarah J. Maas, but, like, there are character-driven books and there are plot-driven books. And I think that... In the event, in the effort to make this a character-driven book, she failed. For sure, um, definitely. In a, oh yeah, yeah, and but but that also did not help her with her world building because it doesn't make sense either. So like on both levels, yeah, she completely failed, and it just made her book suck. But I digress. So in between all of this stuff that's happening, so like Isla having the visions, um, her training to use her powers, blah, 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 we are getting flashbacks to a year before the centennial. So remember how I told you, you know, Grimm told us that Isla knew him before he erased her memories. This is what we're seeing now. So Isla keeps traveling to the nightshade realm using her beautiful star stick and they get close. I hate to utter this on a public platform, but oh, these God. are the parts of the book that I actually found that I actually enjoyed. Oh, God. I say that with a caveat. I say that with a caveat. It's the only character building that we see throughout the entire series so far. And it's not even for Isla. It's actually for Grimm. We get to know him and how he feels for Isla before the start of Lightlark. And so, like, everyone in these books feels like an anomaly a lot of the times, purely because Aster just does such a bad job at crafting characters. But you can tell that her only favorite character in this is Grimm. Because... All of the other characters get like a back, like gets pushed backstage because she's building so much of her time with Grimm. Because she's got to justify all of his weird, creepy stalker behavior from Lightlark. I, I guess. But like, um, like you said, like Grimm is clearly her favorite. And like yeah. you can see it through like all of her TikToks. So like it's hard to believe anything else that happens about like, like Isla and Oro, right? Yeah. Like, Clearly, right, she has right. a favorite. Right. But I did like watching at least one relationship build authentically and it not being told to me when that was one of my biggest complaints about Lightlark. Because everything in Lightlark with Grimm felt very forced. Whereas when I was reading it in this book, it didn't feel that way because a lot of the book was dedicated to them getting to know each other. I say all this, but to reiterate, Grimm still fucking sucks. He's still a wannabe emo edgelord because he thinks it's cool. He self-harms to bring out the darker side of his oh, powers. Oh, no, no. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. He's a dick bag through and through, but I can at least see why he's a dick bag, and I appreciate that from Alex Astor. So there we go. Um, a really fucking funny thing that I want to bring up 
that doesn't have any really true relevance to the story. It just made me laugh. Um, if you'll recall in the Let Look review, I made a comment that Grimm never refers to Isla by her real name. Oh, I hate and that I so fucking thought, much. I hate it. I thought it was really strange. Um, Alice, Alex Astor fucked up so bad. <laughs> Through a lot of Nightbane, Grimm is still not calling Isla by her real name. And Isla makes a comment about it. She's like, dude, why? You know, my name's Isla. Why are you not calling me by, by my name? And Grimm says directly, directly to her fucking face that calling someone by their first name is a sign of respect. And that oh, he would shit. never. I'm sorry? What? Yes. And so. Show the whole man out. <laughs> fucking set the dumpster on fire. Jesus Christ. Um, okay, I gotta get myself. What Fuck. <laughs> actually referring to her by her first name so as i was reading this led me to believe that at some point he had to lose his respect for her right because in lilac he never calls her by her name that's in the that's in the present so this has happened in the past near the end of the book isla and grim get a little frisky she gets a little finger banging from that point forward he never again (gasps) no (laughs) I, i swear to god i swear to god I swear oh to my goodness. Oh my no. god. I and I went back to check. I wanted to make sure that I was correct. And it was yes. all about the virginity. Oh. So all this time when Grimm is claiming that he loves her, he clearly doesn't respect Wake her. Wake up, babe. New form of slut shaming just dropped. I uh, <laughs> I have another clip that I want to play um, because it's so fucking funny and it kind of just reiter- re- reiterates what I said. Um, ignore how bad I sound. I was literally so high um, because I couldn't deal with this I book. didn't think I'd get so um, angry, angry. I thought I would be like <laughs> like tired and like defeated that this is a published book, but I am angry, oh, wait, angry. Wait until we get to the fucking Oh, end. I'm so angry. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this one. Hold on. I have to give this fucking bitch credit. Because in this book, Grimm and Isla, like, do have a little bit of chemistry. They have way more than her and fucking Oro. I still don't understand how that fucking happened. But, uh, it's just so... It's just so funny. Like, they're actually, like, having character development together. And all this shit, but he still, he still doesn't respect her because he won't call her by her name anymore. Ever since they had sex or ever since he gave her a finger banging, he has not said her name again. It's like, oh, you let me, you let me finger you? No respect. (laughs) But yeah, so I, I had to bring that up because it was, when I realized it, I was like, Oh wow, we're bringing a virginity plot point in here. Oh my like, god! Oh, or maybe I, he's aware of the incest. I don't but know. She but wasn't <laughs> aware of it. Like, but she. Uh, either way, <laughs> remember this plot point because it is so relevant. Later, it's so relevant that he. Oh my god! That he slut shames her. Yes, it's relevant. Kristen, I have a question. Um, I don't know if you're gonna get to that or mention it at one point. But okay. a lot of uh, Alex Astor's TikTok are like about how hot her book is and especially about Grimm, whatever, and Isla. But I want to know, was there any steamy times with Oro? There was one. Okay. Um, I think it was, it was before Halfway, I believe. Because I've literally never seen her like hype up these kinds of scene with this character. So I'm like, are they even yeah. there? Yeah, Isla gets fingered a grand total of twice. Um, <laughs> once by Oro in the future, and once by Grimm in the past. Is this is this um, YA nowadays? You're only allowed fingers. I, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't bring it up because it doesn't matter. Um, no, I was just qu- I was like, just curious. Yeah, that totally valid. Totally valid. Okay, so. All that to say, there's like a ton of bad writing in this book. I've sent one or two to the group, but there are a thousand that I could put. Here's some of my favorites. 
All she saw was Grimshaw's back. Her own shoulders were small, tiny slopes. His were wide cliffs. <laughs> I hate that quote. You sent it to me. I know. And it's been <sighs> living in my head ever since I heard it. That's like that's like the one of two quotes that I knew about the book because you had sent them along. Yeah. Um, oh, this was one of my favorites. At their touch, energy rippled out of Isla like the consequence of throwing a stone in a still pond. What? I don't know what it means. Why? I- I mean, why did you have the consequence in there? Like, you could have yeah. had, like, a good metaphor, but, like, why did you have, like, this part in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, I could think of a thousand different ways. It I makes me imagine, it. like, a comic book showing, like, some terrible comic book image of, like, a moment of someone touching something like radiation, and then you just see, like, the concentric circles, like, radiating right. off of them. <laughs> um, oh, this is a good one. Her mouth fell closed. Oh, that's my what favorite. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't. What does I, that mean? What does it mean? I don't know, Kristen. What does that mean? <laughs> what, it what does fell, it mean? <laughs> but closed. That's not how jaws work. But okay. She's upside down. Is where you find out that uh, the whole the whole series, Isla's been walking on her hands. Handstands. Yep. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Love was a wildflower. She realized it grew best in secret. What does that, means that mean? Nothing. What? That means nothing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's <means>. nothing. <laughs> That's um, okay, last one. Steaming garbage pile of nothing. <laughs> like B said <laughs> earlier, this was written by Chad GBT. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, last one, I, I swear. Um, power, it tasted like blood. <laughs> <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> I read this sure. whole thing, guys. Um, okay, so we've been having fun here. We've been having fun. Let's go back to the plot. What? No! no. <laughs> We're having so much fun. It's, it's going to get funner. So Isla and Grimm are trying to find an ancient sword in the past. Um, and it's supposed to help Grimm control his realm. There's like a lot of stuff going on that we don't really get to see a lot of. We get told about it. It's super great. Set I up for it. book three. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, but meanwhile, in the present, Lightlark is preparing for a war against the Nightshades because of the vision that Isla had. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. This girl gets one concussion and they decide to go to war. <laughs> I yeah. mean. Crazy, crazy, crazy. They've, they've been... There has been wars started or with less, I guess. I mean, Babe, probably. Just get a CAT scan. I. T- <laughs> <laughs> this is so serious, in fact, that realms are threatening to leave Lightlark. Um, Wait, but where are they going to go? How? Where the fuck are they going to go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's kind of explained later. We'll get into that. But at the time, you have no fucking clue what's going to happen. It's not explained later. Don't lie to me. It's <laughs> it is, made it up later. I promise. Yeah, it's kind stupid, of explained later explained. means, like... <gasps> They're um, going inside of the ocean. New egg well, creates Pangea. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, like, Moonling ends up leaving. Um, they, like, get on their little boats and they leave and they actually decide that they're going to join the Nightshades in the war, um, which is crazy. Um, and then Skyling ends up holding a vote um, because they, like, vote on everything there. They're, like, all about democracy, which is cool, I guess. Um, and then uh, this causes issues, obviously, because they need all of the realms to help defeat Nightshade. Because I guess nightshades are the most powerful realm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we established that in Lightlark. Yeah, they're, they're the, the Mary Sues the... of this world. Yeah, basically. Um, Do we know what where... the war is over? Or just like she had a vision and then we're she all had a like... Vision. She had a vision that Grimm was destroying the realm. Cool. And so that's what's happening. Totally justified. Mm, fun. Yeah. Totally thought, justified. thought police. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is where we find out why the book is named Nightbane and it's so fucking stupid. I honestly could not have cared less. I just assumed she picked two words and she put yeah. them together. That's what I thought. <laughs> Light Lark, whenever Night we, Bane. Mm-hmm. Like, when we, when we got here, I was like, whenever, you know, I got to this part, I was kind of shocked because I figured it was like you guys. I figured we'd never hear about it. But again, this, we're going to find She's out. just such an impressive writer. So again, I don't remember if I brought this up before, but um, wildling people, they uh, tend to be healers and they make like an elixir in their realm that they use or that they create using a flower that only grows in the wildling realm. It's supposed to be a 
pretty rare flower, but it can cure basically fucking anything. At one point, Grim is hit with 12 arrows. <laughs> and Isla just like pours it on there and he's fine. Mm -hmm. So sure. it's pretty powerful shit. So anyway, at one point, like in the past, Isla is, she sees this same flower in the nightshade realm. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, that's our wildling flower. I didn't know it grew here. Like, we could save so many people if we had it. And, Gr and Grim explains to her that when nightshade uses this flower, they pull an elixir from it too. But they use it as a poison or a of course, drug. Of course, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Isla makes this, like, fantastic realization that it's kind of like her and Grimm like because <laughs> it's both poison and a remedy oh it's my like god opposites. the ruler of life <laughs> and the ruler of shadows oh my god that's why the book's called Nightbane wow. um, yeah, I wish it was cooler but it's not um, we're not even off the rails yet I'm like this is crazy um, so the rest of this what I'm about to tell you is the last 5% of the book. Okay. And it's and it's two pages. So just get ready. Um, I hope you're not... I hope you don't get motion sick because the ride is crazy. Wait, what have we done until now? Oh, I forgot. What did we leave off? Fucking so nothing. We've been, We've been thrown nothing. across the room. Literally nothing has happened. She gets a concussion. She sees Grim Grimace Coleslaw <laughs> destroying all of Lightlark. So she decides that that means they need to wage war. And apparently because... I don't know. She has a nice ass. The entire country decides, yeah, sure, we'll fucking annihilate all these people for you. I do you just even get like understand. the model UN like deliberation back and forth, or no. is it just nope. it all happens uh, off page? Okay. All right, nope. let's go. All right. Go. Okay. Let's go on this ride. Go. Um, okay, so a lot of things are about to happen at once. I'm gonna try my best to explain it. It's very hard to explain. So we find out that Lightlark is a miniature. I'm going to explain this. The creators of the island, known as Lightlark, had fled a bigger world to create a smaller one that would be built up of all these different countries or realms. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> what? Well, is that like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or whatever? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like to think that they're all just really tiny. They've all been put into a dollhouse. Yeah, they're, they're all on a snow globe right now. Oh, that's right. The snow globe. I was picturing yeah. some sort of Black Mirror with a snow globe. Yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, so the sword that Isla and Grimm have been looking for... In the past. Would help... In the past. Okay. Would help them get to this bigger world if they wanted to. Because, we're going back to the beginning here, you can access the bigger world through the vault... That Isla was trying to open at the very beginning of the mm, book. The trap door. Okay. Yes. So Grim needed her help to get this stupid sword because Grim believes that she has a flare, which if you'll recall, it's like a special little thingy that you get sometimes with that's a, on top of your powers. Um, I Grimm's do not recall, can, but all right. Okay. Yeah. Grim's <laughs> is that he can portal. Um, I can't remember. Um. Oros is that he knows if you're lying to him. Some people get them. Some people don't. It's They're like a, very convenient you know, for plot reasons. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm, exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but Grimm's, Grimm thinks that Isla has a flair that allows her to break curses, which would kind of explain a little bit about like Lightlark in general, because, um, you know, Isla was born without the curses on her. I just imagine the flair is like, you got your little Girl Scout sash, and these are your, <laughs> yeah. you got your little, <laughs> little pins. How does a sword open a door? I I don't really have the answer. That's to in that. book three. Yeah, that's in no, book but three. Like, We're gonna literally. find out later. Um, so the sword has a curse on it. So like Grim needed Isla to get the sword so she could break the curse on it. I don't fucking know. While we're talking about this sword, I want to talk because I know that you guys will appreciate this. The way that this sword is described is that it's two pieces of metal. Braided together. That's not a sword, bro. Oh. That's not a sword. That's a staff. I don't understand how that works. How does that? How does that work? How, how are you stabbing people with it? How can she b break the curse if she's like ruined the purity of herself by getting fingered? Yeah, <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> that's the question I want answered. And then at which point, also like Grim, your fucking fault. Yeah, you're the one that put your fingers in her. You perv. no, it's always a woman's fault. I would beat him to death with a fireplace poker. I swear to God, like. 
Oh, no, just no, wait. with the star just stick. <laughs> Sorry, with the portaling device. Uh, a fireplace poker? That's exactly what the sword she just described is. Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, as far as Grimm knows, um, the portal that's in the vault, um, no one wants it open because they don't really know what lies behind the portal. Like, they don't know what this bigger world is. Um, at least everyone except the Moonling Ruler, who I haven't mentioned her by name, but her name is Cleo. She was in Lightlark. She's kind of been useless. I remembered her but... name from Lightlark. I did my okay. homework. Okay. But anyway, nobody knows why Cleo wants the portal open. All they know for sure is that only a wildling can open the vault because of with the sword because it exists in the place of mirrors. And in the place of mirrors, no one but a wildling can use their powers. Um, but of course, Isla doesn't know any of this because Grimm took her memories. So we fast forward to the future. Isla opens the vault because she doesn't know the consequences of opening the vault. And then... As if the plot couldn't get more stupid, Isla goes to an oracle that I think, I can't remember what realm it exists on, but she gets the word that she needs to go see this oracle. So she goes to see the oracle and the oracle tells her that the future of Lightlark and the world rests on her shoulders. Oh, wow. Surprising. I've never expected yeah. that before. But why? Why does it rest on her shoulders? Well, because she is destined to kill either Oro or Grimm. Oh, she gets to pick which one? <laughs> she gets to, she gets to pick which one. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Because the future isn't decided. So, cool. Isla is in a... She's in a little bit of pickle right now because she says that there's no way I'll kill Oro. I love him. Yeah, sure. Um, great. Mm-hmm. I love both of my uncles equally. Yeah, I love both of my uncles equally. Looks like so much family on hand. They both put their fingers up there. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> That while these flashbacks with Grimm are happening, Isla is remembering. So, like, all the flashbacks that we're seeing is Isla getting her memories back. She's so gonna have a Sam from her- Supernatural moment where the wall breaks. Don't uh, <laughs> bring that up on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if only Caitlin got that or what. I did. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, so. God, I wish I was you. So all, all of these, all these memories are coming back to Isla in pieces, just like with the chapters, you know, so she's learning as, as she goes. So even if she loves Oro, she is remembering the way that she felt for Grimm in the past. And honestly, during the centennial, because she kind of, she says she fell in love with him during yeah. the centennial. I don't buy it. I remember whatever. being so fucking flabbergasted as to why. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. Um. I think we all know where this is going. Wait, who has... It, does Do any of the realms or whatever have, like, mind control powers? Not that I know of. Is it, like, the nightshades that he, like, influences her to, like, fall, like, quote-unquote, no, fall in love with Oro? No, he just gaslights her. No, he just gaslights her. Oh, right, great, great, great! Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, like, no magic with it. He's just a typical sleazy guy. So, the war that we have been waiting on for this whole fucking book finally starts. I'm sorry, you said we're in the last 5% of the book? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Nightshade brings fucking ruin to Lightlark. This is probably the weed talking, but the fight was kind of good. <laughs> uh, like it read good. Uh, the battle kind of reaches its precipice, but as it happens, we're seeing a battle in two places at once. So we're going back and forth between the past and the present. The war that's happening in real time, and then there's a battle happening in the past. Because... Remember that vision that Isla had about Grimm destroying Lightlark? It wasn't a vision, it was a memory. Wow, <laughs> I'm so surprised. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a memory. Because remember, Grimm needed the sword to help his realm. That was brought up, remember? That's why he needed the sword. Because there was unspoken things happening in Nightshade that we didn't know about. Well, we're in the past, we're learning about this. Uh, Isla goes to Nightshade and there's a big bad war happening. Um, but in the memory, Isla's remembering incorrectly. Because... Grim wasn't the one that was bringing the destruction. It was actually herself. <gasps> oh, I thought you were going to say his. I thought you were going to say his evil twin brother. <laughs> no, I like cooler. legitimately was waiting for you to say Grim's brother. The fucking I don't know some play on the word knight. Who even knows? 
Nocturne. Grimm's brother Nocturne. <laughs> Sephiroth. Sephiroth. <laughs> I was waiting for the other I was waiting for the other soap opera point of like Isla's been in a coma this whole time. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so l- let me just we I have I don't have much left, but it it okay. So Isla is She's the one that brings the war. She's using all of this power that, like, she doesn't really have control over. And Isla dies in the past. Again? Again? Yeah, she dies in the past. Okay. Okay? So she's immortal. Did he incubate her in the egg? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my God. I, prom- I promise you, <laughs> I promise you. She is the egg. <laughs> no, I, I, but, just, oh, my God, it's so stupid. <laughs> okay, so Isla dies. Next chapter. We're in the present. Oro is about to strike the killing blow to Grimm. Grimm makes the reveal that if he dies, Isla will also die. Oh. We're stealing a plot point from A Court of Silver Flames. No. Grimm has bound Isla's life to him and tied their lives together through like a love bond thing, like Resand and Feyre. Wow. And so... When she died in the past, he tied her life to him to bring her back to life. Wow. This bitch has never had an original thought. Nope. Ever. No. Nope. Wait, so she has been... Okay, just the levels of incest have just, like, cubed. Sarah Jamas <laughs> did not invent a warding bond. No. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. But for it to yeah. happen in two YA novels... And for it to happen in a YA novel that holds so much similarity already... To yeah. right, yeah. Like if 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 it didn't have so much in common yes. with Akatar in general, I never would have never would have. Also, let's just it. be honest. It's one of the stupidest decisions that Farah and Recent ever done. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's oh, so absolutely. fucking stupid. At least, honestly, I will say, at least this one makes more sense. That he was like, "I'm gonna save her by doing this." Right. Like she was act. Like she had died. Um. So. Because of this little bond that they have. That was why she didn't die when she got hit with the arrow in Lightlark. Remember how I told you the plot point got wrapped up? Well, this is why. Um, so the entire reason for this fucking war that's happening. Grimm has actually found out that if they can escape through the portal to this bigger world. That he can save Isla's, Isla's like life for realsies without their lives being tied together. Um, because he so, doesn't want to be like, tied to her. Because he doesn't, her, because he be doesn't respect her. her. He doesn't respect exactly. her. Yeah. Exactly. She's a slut. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she's a dirty, dirty slut. I have one more thing to reveal to you. It's the last oh my God. Of the fucking book. Are you ready? <sighs> Grimm says and reveals that Isla is his wife. Oh, I mean, I was expecting it, honestly. Yeah, and then, his, yeah. And then the book ends. And that was I it. thought you were going to say she was his daughter. Yeah, I really I did. <laughs> no, but uh, the book ends. Issa leaves Oro um, crying and hand in hand with Grimm and they go to Nightshade and the book ends. So that was well, Nightbane. I- um, any thoughts? God, it's so I quiet just, right now. I- we're just all like <laughs> processing. It's like that meme where we're all just like sitting quietly by ourselves, like stewing over this. Thing. I I literally look like the meme of SpongeBob where he's sitting at the cafe table with the coffee on the like. I'm just sitting here with my hands folded, staring at my. T- <laughs> so did we guess anything? No, we did not. No. Why did she do this? But then, like, magically the whole rest of everyone else warring and fighting and stuff stops for this one stupid reveal and then the walk-off no, into the sunset? Yeah. yeah, they just <sighs> don't give a shit. That's when you find out it's, like, three people fighting with wooden swords in the background. <laughs> yeah. All the cardboard cutouts blow over in the wind. So, yeah, I don't... I, I, I made the comment already, but I had to get violently high to read this. Um, <laughs> the first, like, half of this book is incredibly boring. Um, which you could probably guess, but because it's just like her traveling to Nightshade and like fighting with Grimm a little, and then like her training her powers. Like that's all this book is. It's, it's like a lot of flashbacks, right? Which is super it, fucking boring. It's like half flashbacks, which like, like which again I said like it was the parts of the book that I didn't hate because there was actual real character building and like an attempt at world building. I, I don't want but... I don't want to compare final girls to this, but this is my version of this like 
I mean, why would you have a book in flashback? Like, it's the same thing for this. Why would your yeah. book be in flashback? Why not write Wait, about that Why instead? did we name the book Nightbane? Nightbane's the poison, right? From the flower? Yeah. But, like, like, why did we name the book this? I think the reason it was called Nightbane is because of the the realization that Isla makes about Nightbane being a lot like her and Grimm. So the whole thing ties to, like, her and Grimm. But this thing is... That makes or no it's sense. All about th- or it's all about the bane <laughs> of the nightshades or whatever. Like, they're I in a war, know. blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking too much about this. There's no relevance for it. Yeah. In terms of the plot or any of the actual, like, plot movement of the book. Her being like, he is the poison and I'm the cure, that makes no sense. Because it just doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even need an explanation for why it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fucking make any sense because she doesn't fix anything and he's not poisoning anything. He's trying to fix things also. So she actually not his niece, but she's her own mother or something. Like what the <laughs> fuck is I, happening? <laughs> I I I just By being his wife, how long? I don't Was she a child I bride? Know. I uh, ugh. I don't know. All Wait, I, you don't respect only... your wife after? Oh! Yes, these are the only things that I know. Grim married a woman that he doesn't respect. <laughs> Great. Because and, she's a slut? Which is, because she's a slut, I guess. And so... After he had part in that seduction. Okay. And then, you know, he like cuts his wrist to make his powers better. And then he Barf. told Isla to do it. And then Isla did it. So whoopee fucking do. Like, like, it's just, this... Like, it, when Lightlark was stupid, it was because it was stupid. But, like, this book is stupid on, like, fundamental levels. And it's also problematic on top of it. Lightlark wasn't problematic. This one is. Like, there's a lot of points made in here that suck ass because of the way that they're presented to you. Like, initially, like, the whole thing with Isla, with, like, him not calling her name, blah, blah, it was funny. The more that I thought about it, I'm like, Grim sucks ass. Sucks. Sucks. Like, I knew he sucked. But this book made him suck worse, and this book was supposed to make you like Grimm. Yeah, also for him to just, like, fucking straight up admit, like, oh, using another person's name is a sign of respect, so I I don't respect you, is such a fucking wild plot point and character Mm -hmm. development point to have for your love interest in your role. Right? And I don't know. What a hill to die on. I don't know if... If she, and when I say she, I mean Alex Astor. I don't know if she forgot about this or if she did it on purpose or whatever, but it sucks regardless. I swear. I had, like, I had blocked all this out. I swear I am searching my school library and destroying these books if they're there. (laughs) I don't know. I, (laughs) was this book entertaining? Fuck yeah, it was. Because like, when you were high, when you weren't high, you couldn't even read it. I was it. bored. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, but but I will say, like, that last 5%, I was like, man, this is fucking good. Like, this is good shit. Because it was, like, it was constant, like, stuff that was hilarious. Like, it's like, oh, uh, Isla's my wife, even though I don't respect her. And also, um, that we have a love bond. And if one of us dies, the other one will. Oh, and she's still my niece. Like, I... <laughs> and there's a magic trap door that we're going to fall through and mag- like become much larger. <laughs> yeah. God it's damn. like you're at an improv comedy class and somebody won't stop yes anding you the whole time. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Oh, right. and a little bit of this. That's what kind of pisses me off. And this pissed me off about Lightlark too. It was like the whole book was fucking boring and all of the good stuff was in the, the last 5%. It's like s- sprinkle your stuff throughout the whole thing. Like I I don't. I shouldn't have to. No, like, this hang was on that. That's the. This was your first draft, and you. The only good part of that was the end, and you cut the rest of it. And just, yeah, trim the fat. Literally. I'm sick of it. In conclusion, I guess I am dreading so bad to read the third one because I know I'm gonna get bullied yeah. into it, and of course, I don't even know if it. I don't know if it ends with the third one. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, is it a trilogy? I'm not even sure. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. If she's copying Sarah J. Moss, then it's going to be another, no. like, seven series. I, I'm i just here to say, I, will, I refuse to read a series as long as Throne of Glass. Well, this is like, our I... annual tradition now on this podcast, so... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's, I don't really it's know either you choice. read Light Lark... You're basically like, locked you, you in, Kristen. Yeah, you keep reading it, or you're not our friend anymore. Yeah. Slash you dump us. 
If I had known this was going to happen, I would have never read the first book. Lies. You knew it was going to happen. You knew. Total yeah. lies. Well, you knew. You know who we are. You know who you we know are. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, in that case, can we make Caitlin bring a Siggy book every year? You don't even have oh, to tell me. She'll that. do it willingly. You don't have to tell me to bring one. You have to stop me from bringing one. In one way, I'm not complaining because this is the most fun I've had recorded in a long time. And like, even though the the notes for this are, I said with Light Lurk, getting a thought together about this book is hard because there are so many things happening that don't ever get tied up or that are weird that I, I was telling Lady before we even recorded that like, there are so many things I had to leave out because they didn't have any relevance, but they like were stupid lines or like ridiculous things that happened. Um, there was a, a something that I mentioned with Caitlin and like, I think I brought it to everybody, but the way something was written Isla was like escaping from the rebels, right? And she says that she has to crawl up a space. Oh my god. What is it? Let me get the let me get the quote. <laughs> okay, here it is. Just when she wondered if she would be trapped forever beneath Light Lark, there was a path so vertical she had to climb it on her hands and knees. Literally don't understand. That's not how gravity works. It's not. What does that mean? The only thing that me and Caitlin could come up with is that she meant like shimmying. Like, you know, if you have to like put one hand on one wall and one hand on the other wall and both feet on the opposite wall. That's, but that's she not hands right. and knees. That's not but it. That's not hands that's and knees. It. That's not crawling mm. on your hands and knees. That's not what that means. You can't crawl up. You can't crawl up a path so vertical. Like, I don't know. There is just so many things like this um, that happen that, like, again, I couldn't I couldn't find a way to bring them up authentically because they didn't hold any relevance. But the whole book is full of shit like this. And it's just like you I don't think these books get edited. And if they do, the person editing them is a fucking moron. Um, I it's just I don't understand. L let me just tell you guys this. If you ever feel like your writing isn't good or that you will never get a book published or whatever, just read a snippet that I've sent you and I promise you'll feel better about it. When I was reading this book, I'm like, man, I'm a good writer. Yeah. yeah. This is th this is bad writing right here. So, so yeah, th that that's Nightbane. I feel like I've talked enough. Um, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. We're not playing a game. Yeah, we're not playing a game. Nobody won. Nobody won the game because nobody's thing came yeah. true. I wish Caitlin's had. That'd have been really cool. That would have been. Um, that's going to be the plot point for one of the other books. You know that, right? You know that, and surprised. I know that. We all know yeah. that. The like, it's kind of like whenever Feyre meets the Bone Carver, and he looks like Resand, and then she yeah, she's gonna. Things. So Isla, Isla Feyre is gonna have some magical baby that allows them to. I don't know fucking sustain their lives in this big world which also the whole miniature thing that's so fucking wild the miniature thing is the dumbest shit i have ever heard in a book i keep imagining I mean, I like the sid say, eyeball from toy story me. like pressed against the glass <laughs> oh my god yeah like because like i said the whole time when i was reading i'm like are they in a snow globe like, I don't... I'm, I just understand. is imagining, you know, in The Grinch, it, where they talk about how, like, Whoville is in a speck of dust on a snowflake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're done. I can't talk about this book anymore. I, I can't either. I, I All I've thought about for the last, like, two fucking weeks is this book, and I am over it. Yeah, like, no. I, I don't want to think about Nightbane again until I have to read whatever the third one's called, which will probably be, like, Snow... Oh, I was going to say Star... Starshade. Oh yeah, you know, okay. That can be our, that can be our qu very quick game. But what's your guess for the third book's name? Starshade, Vault Door, <laughs> <laughs> Moon Cry. Uh, I think mine is Starweed. Oh, I like that one. I liked all these. These were great. Um, Actually, I'm changing mine to Skyweed. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. That's all right. Good. Okay, I'm gonna write these down and then we'll have a contest. Yeah, and whoever gets the closest gets twenty bucks. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank um, you for listening. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Kristen. Thank you so much yes. for suffering for our art and for our entertainment. Uh, yeah. So join us next year. Um, whenever I review whatever the third book's going to be called, we'll see who wins that contest. And you can also um, join in us in two weeks at our next episode. We will not be doing yes. just a yearly 
yearly And if podcast. you listen to this and you haven't listened to episode seven, which is titled Grim Coleslaw, you should. You should. Because it's about white It's really funny. Yeah, go back and listen to it. I re-listened re- to it today and, you know. Wild. Fucking funny. Yeah. So. Um, so somebody take us out. I'm done. I got it. You can find us at Red in the Dark Pod on Instagram and Tumblr. Our email is redinthedarkpod at gmail.com. If you want to ask a question about any of the books we discussed on this episode, do not ask us anything <laughs> Don't about Light Like Dare or, or ask me a knifing. single question about the world building of this book. I won't no. answer you and I don't care. We said the exact same shit in our outro of the, the Light Lark episode and we're repeating it now. I won't answer yes. the email. We also have a book club. You can find us at Warren Page Library on Instagram and Tumblr, which will have details on how to join our Discord. Finally, we'll be hosting some challenges for 2024 on Storygraph, but they haven't been announced yet, so keep an eye out and we'll announce those soon. Keep reading, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye! 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 Bye.